Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Served by SHFM, your food service hospitality podcast. The Society for Hospitality and Food Service Management is a community of like-minded professionals seeking educational, developmental, and networking opportunities to enrich their personal and professional goals. Hello, and welcome back to Served by SHFM, your food service hospitality podcast. We're your hosts, Michael Moore. And Danielle Pedersen. And in today's episode, we're talking about how to leverage the strength of your personal brand to build a successful company. Now, this is a universal practice across all industries, but it holds a special place in the culinary and hospitality world. I mean, just look at some of the most widely recognized names. You'll see what they've been able to do just with the strength of their own personal brand. And thankfully, we have the perfect guest to talk about her own experiences on this topic. So today we're joined by Z Musa, proud owner and director of Z the Cook Culinary Studio in Metro Detroit. Z leads the team in exceptional food service and hospitality instructors and staff offering educational curriculum, recreational cooking and baking, and testing plus certifications in hospitality management, culinary fundamentals, and NRF customer success or customer service and sales. So for having me. So happy to have you. (laughs) Yeah, could not be more excited. I mean, uh, most of the time when you hear Z's name and we hear your name all the time, you, you are, you are a celebrity in our group. uh, And, and I think honestly, well beyond, um, you know, my small scope of the world and, and even past SHFM, but, you know, a lot of times when we hear you, you're jumping on stage, you're about to get an award, um, you've done something really fun on social media where you have a wonderful, very engaged group of followers, um, or it's really just, you know, you're in the room and your your presence draws people in. It's magnetic. Um, yes, exactly. But you, that's the Z we see now. That is the Z that has has done all of these wonderful, wonderful things to get to this point. I want to talk a little bit about before all this happened, you know, how did you get to that point? How did you start down the path that brought you to where you are now? That's a really great question. Uh, if I wanted to be very honest with all of you today, uh, I've been this person my whole life. Um, I started off <laughs> uh, in my young childhood, just at six years old, seven years old. I still remember being like the head of my neighborhood gang. I would call it a gang, <laughs> a gang but I was always like, into leadership, always like very creative. And, you know, I, I just was always myself, you know, so um, it was really just me being my authentic self and, and just following my heart and my instincts, which didn't always, weren't always the best, um, got me into a lot of trouble. I was the middle child growing up. So I had uh, two older sisters and two younger brothers. So I was always trying to find my way, place, right? So the two older sisters hung out, the two younger brothers hung out. And I was like, all right, everyone, chat. I'm out. I'm going to figure this out and find my own, <laughs> find so my own way. street gang. Got it. Okay. I, yep. <laughs> I used to, uh, to have a fruit market at the corner of our street and I'd go in there and buy non-laters and candy and all these like junk food. And then I would go to the uh, school bus stop and sell it to sell it at like a double the price. (laughs) Most of the neighborhood kids were not allowed to go to that fruit market. I wasn't allowed to either, but I did anyway. And so uh, I I was banking at a young age. (laughs) I had it in me. The entrepreneur was in me all along. That's awesome. And I'm sure you carried gum because we all know gum in school is a premium. So you're, you're the reason things are marked not for resale. That was you. You did that. Thanks. Wow. Okay. 
See, that was me. And you know what? Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, I was willing to take risks my whole life, you know, growing up, just willing to take risks, risk taker, a very creative, um, just went with the flow and, and everything that I did. And I love exploring. I love meeting new people um, and traveling and just all different cultures, religions, races. I'm very much, you know, a lover of life and exploring. So okay. here we are. Well, previously, Mike and I got to talk to you a little bit. So we know a little bit about your career path and all of the different ventures that you've explored up until you started Z the Cook Studio. And at one point you were set to become a nurse. Mm -hmm. What exactly got you to that point? And when did you find yourself kind of deviating from that path of going into healthcare? Yeah, great question. So uh, being that I, you know, I'm always a lifelong learner. I'm constantly trying, you know, new things. And at a young age, I started working when I was 14, and I started off like at a real estate agency as a receptionist at a very young age, and then a floral shop where I learned a lot of creativity at the flower shop, and you know, working with people and being, you know, creative in the in the floral studio. And then I went and worked with United Airlines, and I was in reservations for two years. I've learned a lot of customer service skills over there. And then I ultimately ended up around like in my early 20s um, at um, a doctor's office for five years. And at the doctor's office, I was a medical assistant and I worked with, with patients and it felt so good to take care of people. So it felt really good to know that someone came in not feeling well and they left with us helping them feel better. So I was really interested. I said, you know, let me go ahead and get into nursing and see where that takes me. Uh, so I went to school for nursing, entered for the first two years after my prerequisites were done. And as soon as I got into the hospital setting, I knew I wanted to care for people, but I wasn't too comfortable with the environment of the hospital setting. And I, I didn't want to invest more time, energy, and money into something that I felt just kind of instinctively that wasn't for me. And actually, uh, to rewind a bit, at a very young age, I already knew that one day I'd own a business. I just didn't know what kind of business I would own. So I already knew like the entrepreneurship was in me and owning a business. And, you know, I knew it was part of my future. So I, I stopped for a second before a year before graduation. And I said, um, this doesn't seem right. It's not the journey that I thought I would be on and it's not aligning. It's not in alignment with my vision for my future. And so I took a year off. I, I, as somebody who loves working, I finally took a year off from everything, from school, from work, um, found myself in the kitchen more. And all of a sudden um, I was cooking and realized this passion that I didn't realize existed because I was always so busy, you know? And so I think that I always advise friends and family, just take a minute to stop you know, it's okay to, to stop. It's okay to reflect on your life and realign yourself. And you might find things you never knew existed inside of you. And so all of a sudden Z the cook was created once I, once I stopped everything for a second and found, found a new passion, which is cooking for the people I love. I feel like your, your path aligns with some of the other, you know, wonderful guests that we've spoken with, but at the same time, I think it gives a lot of um, hope and perspective to, the individuals are out there that, and I think this is almost the vast majority of people where you've started down a path and you, you thought it was going to be one thing and it ends up being another. And then you get to that point where you say, is this just something I keep going with? Or do I have the courage to take a big risk and not look at anything I've done as a waste, but really just as uh, experience that can push me to the next thing. And I think you're kind of the, 
the poster child for doing that, if if that's the right way of saying that, and that you know you've you've done it and you've been a huge success by being courageous in your choices. Yeah, thank you so much. I didn't end up going to business school, you know what I mean? So I feel like life school was my business school, right? So, be, you know, getting into like Z the cook. So first of all, I find my passion in the kitchen, right? And, and cooking for the people I love. And all of a sudden, the people I love are telling me, teach this, teach the way you cook, teach the way you care and put your passion into your recipes and passion into how you present, you know, your hospitality and what you do. And I knew I didn't want to own a restaurant, so I opened up a culinary school and um, I did it. I did it. I don't even, I still don't know how I did it, but I did. Yeah, is that um, part of your family? Is culinary, like, is your background, is your is your family a big food family that, you know, how did, how did you make that leap? You know, uh, and you know, when I told you I was the middle child, my two older sisters were always the ones in the kitchen with my mom, you know? So my, my passion in the kitchen wasn't even discovered until a later age. They were always kicking me out of the kitchen. So it's like... <laughs> I didn't didn't get a chance to discover this passion until I was older, you know? Um, But yeah, of course, Middle Eastern and food is always around. And my uncle's a butcher. We learned, I learned a lot from him and my family's just really creative in the kitchen. We don't use recipes when we cook. So it's just all about how we feel and it's all about intuition. And so that's how I cook. Um, So when I teach people, I teach them to cook from the heart. I teach them to cook with their, you know, intuition. Um, just, just, just go with it. Don't worry, make mistakes. It's okay. You're going to, you know, learn from it. Um, but as soon as I started to get into owning my own business, I found that my creative skills came from the flower shop that I used to work at. My administrative and professionalism came from United Airlines. Um, my care for people and working with people and teaching them uh, life skills came from actual actual nursing right because I'm still able to care for people and make them feel better right so they come in mm-hmm. maybe not knowing um that they walk out more confident at the end of the day so uh, everyone thinks that what we're actually doing is just cooking and baking but that's just the tool that we use to ultimately reach a level of uh uh, giving people an experience of confidence and self-esteem, uh, meeting new friends, building relationships, being in a fun, positive environment, you know? So that is ultimately my goal with my company, Z the Cook. And so with that goal in mind, how has that shaped the way that you approach your brand identity, not only for Z the Cook, the studio, but also Z the Cook, the person? As you, you've talked a lot about how you have all of these creative backgrounds, but you know, when you're approaching creating a brand, you also have to be really strategic and thoughtful and have kind of a plan that you're going for. So talk to us a bit about like that catalyst moment and creating the brands that you now manage. Yeah, thank you. So a big catalyst moment would be three years into the business. You know, I worked really hard. I always worked really hard, really not knowing where this is going to lead, but I just knew that I have to keep working hard. So, you know, people would keep saying, what are the ultimate goals? What are the ultimate goals? And I always would say, I'm, I don't really know what the goal is. It's just being in the moment and day by day, working hard, showing up, doing what I love and something will come out of it. You know, something will manifest, something will come calling me to, to, you know, to Mm -hmm. uh, be, be there, you know? And so one day uh, the Dearborn Chamber of Commerce here in the city that I live in reached out to me and said that I had gotten um, an award that year for the startup business of the year award, entrepreneurship of the year award, which I was really, really blessed to get. And uh, that's for the hard work, thank God that I put in. Um, 
And, you know, sometimes when you're working so hard, you don't have time to like stop and reflect on everything that you've done, not knowing that you've inspired others to do the same, not knowing that you've made an impact. And I was on the stage um, accepting my award at the ceremony and the CEO of Fordland, uh, which is the real estate um, uh, contractors for Ford Motor Company, was in the audience. And he was David Dubinsky. And he was also one of the uh, awardees. And mm-hmm. when he went on stage after me, he said the words, I need to meet Z the cook. And my whole life changed after that, because as soon as he said he needs to meet me, um, now all of a sudden I was aligned with a world globally known recognized brand, which is Ford Motor Company. And my whole life changed after that. You know, um, I started to meet Compass Group and Aramark and Sodexo. I got to meet Mark Freeman and work with him for over a year. And, you know, it was a big life changer. It was my level up. It was like a wide window opening of opportunities, you know, and I I learned so much from that experience. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, so so you felt it. You're there. You're always moving forward. You're always expanding. But for our, you know, the idea of a personal brand and building a brand, not just about around a company, but around yourself is sometimes a foreign idea. Um, and I know, I think it was two or three years ago at the Young Professional Summit, we did talk a bit about this, but I think it would be helpful. Can you tell us in your own words, you know, what is a personal brand? You know, what does that mean? Yeah, it means authenticity. To me, it's being your authentic self, being true to who you are and sharing that with the world. You know, um, it's so easy these days to blend in with everyone else. And it's so easy to just like be a follower. And I knew that I had to keep my self-grounded and my leadership skills and my leadership, you know, just natural instincts to be a leader by being my true self. And what that means is, you know, in my community and many communities, I think people expect so much of of you as even a personal identity, um, how you present yourself, what you accept, what you don't accept. And if you follow by the norms that people expect of you, then you're basically like a slave to that. But I knew I never wanted to do that. So for example, with me being, like I said, when I was younger, I was always interested in culture. I was also, I was also, sorry about that. That Alexa in the background. She's just saying hi. Literally telling me to go take a short walk. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I always, I was always so open and no stereotyping, right? No prejudice, prejudice in my mind. Even let's say, let's say if my family was that way, I was never that way. Let's say I was brought up a certain way. I was always my own person. So I wanted to bring that personal brand into my company. And I, I love bringing in diverse, like that part of Z is instilled in, in my business, like in my company, in my brand, which is openness, love for everyone, equal opportunity for all. Uh, there's, you know, the ultimate goal is happiness. And I don't care what that means, as long as it's safe and people are happy, then I'm good. You know, I don't use even like religious, uh, let's say beliefs and incorporate them into my company. Those two are completely separate. And I think that when people ultimately see me for the first time, being that I do wear hijab on my head, they assume, right? Because they are used to the stereotype. So they assume, Mm -hmm. let's say that we don't allow drinks at the studio for corporate team building events, but we do allow it. I mean, it's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. Or they might assume that we only cook Middle Eastern food, but we actually cook Italian and French and Asian and all kinds of foods as Ziva cooks. So it's been a great journey for me to be able to express that through my marketing and through my social media and really standing proud 
and showing people that there's, you know, for us personally, like there's no reason to have hate in your heart for anyone, just to have love and explore and learn more from everyone around you. So for me, personal branding is being true to who you are and sharing that with the world. I, I want to point out that having known you has been, I think personally for me, um, a growth moment because I do, I've, i found you and you, you made me think of it right now about the, the, uh, unrecognized biases or, or, you know, you, you see someone and you think something and I hate to admit it, but I'm just as guilty as probably everyone else out there, even though, you know, it's been something that I always try to work to overcome, but you just bring such a, a, a vibe and a spirit and an energy and everything. And it's, it's opened my eyes to just be more cognizant of those things and do not make the assumptions. And it's such a beautiful thing to have a brand, a personal brand built around. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's very unique. I, I wake up with purpose. You know, I have a purpose to share. I have a purpose to be diverse. I have a purpose to, to surprise people. Right. And I have a purpose to, do the unexpected, right? And take those risks. Cause I'm not going to lie. There's people from my own culture who are against the things that I do. And I'm okay with that. You know, I'm bold and I'm bold enough to be like, whatever, do you, I'm doing me. And I really don't <laughs> I have to like silence out the noise that comes through because no one's walked in my shoes. No one has my journey. No one, everyone has their own journey. And so I don't feed into it. You know, they might judge or they might question or they might assume but I just continue to be mean. It's not easy, but it's it's the best choice. And I think too, just touching on that brand of authenticity, right? I, I think that a lot of people have problems with that because they don't necessarily understand or have that deep sense of purpose for who they are. Mm-hmm. And so it's also trying to parse too who who are you and what do you do, right? Like your job doesn't have to necessarily define who you are. So it just takes a little bit more time. Like you were saying earlier, people need to take the time to stop. Um, as one of our other guests said, to stop, effort, stop efforting, right? You have to take that moment to breathe. And I think too, that also applies when you're thinking about what you want that brand to be. You don't want to start something and just rush into it because that's not going to be something that's, super cohesive, right? You're going to, your brand's going to change and evolve just like we as people change and evolve over the course of our lives. Um, so what are some of the important steps you think that people should take when they're starting to think about that brand? Um, do you, when you were starting to think and planning your social media, were there any sort of moments that you wanted to help create with people or what are kind of your core guidelines that you stick with as you're, you're creating this brand online? And then also in, your business and real world environment? Sure. Uh, I would have to say that everything that I've done up until now has called upon me. You know, I didn't wake up one day and say, I'm going to do this in a way. It's like, it, it's like, it just called me on to do it. So for example, with that, it's for example, with that, it's at a younger age, I didn't think I could cook and I didn't even care for kids by the way, but I started off my, my company with the intention, well, first of all, when I found out my passion in the kitchen, I was surprised, right? So I started off with surprising myself. And then I took it to another level, which my intention was to teach adults how to cook. And all of a sudden, somebody one day says, hey, will you teach my daughter, a, you know, give my daughter a baking class? Her daughter was only 10 years old. And I was like, eh, I don't really care for kids, you know, but well, okay, maybe we'll do it twice a year. 
that ended up being like the biggest thing that ever happened to me. The first class I had with 10 students, um, the parents came in to my house, by the way. I started off at my house for two years illegally. Again, another illegal action. I'm sensing a theme <laughs> in your business style. <laughs> Yes, I stuck to the business style. Uh, parents came to my house. I was a complete stranger. I was surprised. I'm not lying. Like, it was so many surprises. <laughs> but they came to my house and they said, when's the next class? And in my mind, like, boom, the light came off, the light switch. And I was like, in two weeks. And I still didn't have anything, anything planned at all. But it's like, they told me, hey, when's the next one? And I'm like, in two weeks. And then they left and I'm like, oh shit. And I got to go figure this out. I got to, I got to go put it together. So when I put, when I put pictures up of the experience and show the kids having so much fun, all of a sudden other people were like, Hey, I want my kids to do that. I can see the vision, right? So they're envisioning, again, it goes back to the creativity involved. If they see other people's kids having fun, now they want their kids to be in those kids' shoes. So they want to sign up, right? So I went from hosting one class to two events of the same course and then two events to six events because I couldn't fit 40, 50, 60 kids at my house at one time. I was booking like left and right all weekend long, like three sessions on Saturday, three sessions on Sunday. I was banking, like I was banking more than I bank now, literally. So, <laughs> um, so that's what I mean when I say it came to me, you know, it delivered itself onto me. It just took over my life. And then let's fast forward now because the adults, they were too busy, you know, like adults say they want to do something, but they'll, they'll just keep holding up and procrastinating. But when it comes to their kids, number one, they need a break. And number two, they want, they, they always put their kids first. So that was, that came to me. And by the way, I love, and I'm obsessed with kids. So again, that's another calling that I never knew because I, I feel like I was, I'm a, I feel like I'm a kid whisperer. I'm very proud of that. And I, I would literally use that. If somebody told me to pick one title in my life, it would be kids whisperer because the kids with me and the kids, like we have a connection and it's just so natural. It's amazing. Um, but two years down the line, I opened up my company with the building and that opened up opportunities for field trips. So schools could come with the teachers and the students to do their field trips at Z the cook also opened up opportunities for date nights. Cause I wasn't going to have like 10 couples at my house with one stove. Right. It opened up more opportunities for corporate team building events. So companies can bring their teammates and come have some fun in the studio and do something fun outside of the office. Um, and so on and so forth. So it's like one stage at a time and one step at a time. And, and through this entire learning experience, I took it back to social media, showing my social media and branding. Hey, this is what we do, but this is also what we do. And this is also what we do now with the vocational school and the corporate team building and the kids events and the date nights for adults. All of it comes back to one mission, which is to instill happiness, confidence and love into people's lives for the better. And I'm doing it through food and through cooking. And now you're doing it legally. And now I'm doing it legally. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, you some do. Point. some point you have to check yeah, in with the IRS. No, none of my neighbors reported me. I mean, that was the most important thing. And the greatest part about it was drop off and pick up. So I don't think the neighbors really caught on until like probably a year in, but <laughs> they, were they were good neighbors. We didn't have cars jammed up on the street, you know, so it worked out perfectly. Uh, and that's awesome. why it's important to be part of a community. Yes. <laughs> Love it. See, come I full circle. In my city. I mean, I'm very well connected with the chief of the police. I'm one of his best friends. So, you know, I got the <laughs> 
They're all on my good side. We're, we're all. <laughs> so you've graduated from street gang leader to some sort of new mafia that we're seeing yeah. in Dearborn. All right. Love it. Yep. Um, so, so, you know, you've talked about um, a, a theme that I think that we've reviewed is just things coming naturally. It's, um, I hate to, you know, do some sort of copyright infringement, but it's the idea of if you build it, they will come. Yeah. Um, you, you put in the work. And the universe will at some point send back the rewards that, you know, that pay off everything you've done. But, you know, I know there's a lot, that's a big step between that and where you are now and you've utilized social media, but are there, is there anything else that you've done that you can think of um, that, that says, you know, this was a really successful tactic or this was a really successful tool that I used in building my brand and bringing that brand into a company? Yeah. So I keep up with the changing times. I think that's a big Mm. secret. Keep up with the changing times, you know, show up in the way that the world is, is expecting and requesting. Meaning if everything is on social media, I better show up. I can't not show up. I need to be way ahead of the game, right? I need to keep up with like the news. I need to keep up with technology. I need to keep up with trends, right? So I follow trends. That's one of my biggest secret. So when we work with our kids and teens, for example, and we're always asking parents, what's the latest? What's the latest and greatest, right? What mm-hmm. character is popular right now? And then we boom, go on the website and incorporate this character into our classes and into our decorations and into our theme. So for example, also with holidays and seasons, we keep up with the holidays and seasons, you know, breakfast with Santa, um, you know, movie night with so-and-so, and then, you know, they come, right? So your creativity juices are always flowing. You're keeping up with the trends and you're showing up all the time. You have to be really, really aggressive and bold, like a maniac, no joke. Like if you want to succeed in this world, you in business and as an entrepreneur, you have to have that personality that's really, really, really bold and assertive and, you know, risk-taking. And so I always say above and beyond it with COVID-19, by the way, when that hit, you know, it's very sad to know that a lot of businesses had to shut down and close their doors after years of, you know, passion, investments and time and Mm -hmm. energy. And I just took it upon myself to say, hell no, I did not do everything that I've ever done for this COVID-19 to come and take what I built away from me. So I was uncomfortable for a while, but I, I actually didn't even want to go on virtual and teach classes. But now virtual events make more money for me than any of my other events. So I was able wow. to use COVID-19 as a tool to actually grow my company and, and grow my brand. I got uncomfortable because the first thing I thought to myself and told my team, oh, we are never teaching on online because we're people people. You know, we, we like working with people. We like working with humans and we're not going to do this online. But two weeks later, you know, I, I just shook myself out of it. I tried it once and it was a huge success. I couldn't believe how effective Zoom is in regards to energy and energetic flow. It still is very connective like there's a connection there that I was very shocked to find and so now I have a new revenue stream which has added so much more money to my business and I I really take it to my advantage so I I stay ahead of the game you know always ahead always two steps ahead or 10 and it really shows that you're doing your market research right one of our earlier guests too talked about something similar a about how COVID-19 really allowed some aspects of food service to test things out and to fail forward, is what I believe he said. And so 
much like you're saying, you have to be willing to try something new and step out of that comfort zone and give it a shot. Because even though you said, Hey, that wouldn't work before now look at how much of a benefit it is to your organization. And on top of that, you're also helping people feel more comfortable in their own kitchens, especially after we've all been in lockdown for, for how long and limited travel. And that's all starting to reopen up. It's so easy to feel like you're trapped in your home or like a kitchen for a lot of people can be like, Oh, that's a, that's where I make frozen pizzas. And you're helping to change how they interact with that environment, which is awesome. Exactly. And you know, Danny, one of my biggest intentions six years ago when I started Z the Cook was to reach as many people as I can, as many people as I can. And now this is the way that I'm doing it virtually. It's amazing. You know, I'm not limited to Metro Detroit. I'm not limiting myself to one building or one location. Now I'm reaching people globally, you know, with their corporate corporations, with their team building. You know, I don't actually document all of the corporate team building. Some corporations aren't even allowed to have social media like uh, postings, but we still are doing them behind the scenes. And we're working with Google, Guggenheimer, Amazon, uh, Ford Motor Company, we're still working with, and we're working on LinkedIn now, hopefully in the, the near future, but getting like different departments from their teams, right? We're talking if Google is Google, right? It's a huge company. You take their accounting team and you get about 30, 40, 50 people on the line. Then you do it for them. The word of mouth starts to spread from department to department. Hey, you can go to Z the Cook and do a virtual team building. Now we're reaching like so many people, you know? And that also helps me in my mind level up my status as well. Now I'm like, oh, I'm willing to travel. Yeah, I'm willing to host in this, you know, state or country. And now when I think of a second location for Z the Cook, I'm not thinking within the United States, I'm thinking Australia, I'm thinking London, I'm thinking way bigger and better than I ever did before. Wow. That's that is, amazing. Yeah. And, and it makes me think of, um, you know, as terrible as COVID was and as uh, negative as the impact has been, there have been some things, especially in the culinary world that I think that we can walk away with to, and, and be proud about in that, um, you know, everyone in culinary and hospitality is known for being so creative and passionate. And they saw this obstacle that effectively said, you're going out of business. You know, the one thing that you do serve food to people, well, you can't have people. And all of the successful owners, the ones, you know, that, that were lucky and driven like yourself and, um, and are still here said, okay, you tell me I can't do this, but I'm going to find a way. And that's how we saw all of these interesting pop-ups, ghost kitchens come out and new forms of service and, you know, all these wonderful things. And you're talking about two years ago, if you told me I want to learn how to cook online, I would just laugh at you and walk out of the room. Right. And, and yet you pull it off and now you're talking about opening an office in Australia or or London or, you know, wherever that's. Or even not opening up an office and just doing a pop-up event, right? Pop yeah. Up. Yeah. Because now it's like, when I think about it, we don't have to have a brick and mortar. We, all we have to have is our brand. All we have to have, like at this point, all I need is a suitcase with my Z the Cook aprons, my Z the Cook chef knives, you know, my branding product. But then anywhere I go in the world, there's grocery shops and farms and, and plate things, you know, food access everywhere in the world. All I need is my connection, my location, like a, a pop-up location, and then a huge event, you know? So definitely expect something in 2022, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so you're, you're talking about bringing your brand global, right? And I think that in, in social media, a lot of us get wrapped up of being interesting and memorable, but that doesn't necessarily help to make a business 
right? Like that doesn't necessarily drive multiple people in there. So what makes your brand and by extension, your approach to business different than a lot of other organizations or people that we're seeing in social media right now? Uh, I would say I, I don't like to compare, but something that I'm always doing is competing with myself. Like, how can I do things differently? What can I do that's very unique and true to me, right? So something I'm really proud of is that I like to support other business owners. I feel like there's enough success for everyone, honestly, you know, so I'm constantly, mm-hmm. constantly, you know, recognizing other entrepreneurs, uh, recognizing starting up businesses, you know, helping to not everyone, right? So at a certain point, if you're like supporting one, I don't, everyone wants your support and it's, you can't do that. It's going to take away from your brand, but anyone or any organization, or let's say nonprofit that I'm supporting that is aligned with my vision, my mission, my authenticity, then I go that route, you know, and I, I really like supporting other businesses and I like to give back a lot. So the more money I make, the more money I'm giving out to people that I believe in and companies that I believe in to a certain extent. So I have a budget that I set four seasons out of the year. And from that budget with my accountant, we talk about where that money's going, how it's going to be used. And I find myself that the more the more um, I set that that thankfulness aside, which is that budget that I'm giving back into the world, it's like I get more, you know, um, it's like you're manifesting, whether you believe in God or whatever higher power you believe in, that comes back full force, like triple what you just gave away, you know? So for me, it's been magical in that sense. So part of acting on my thanks to the world for this beautiful gift and this beautiful brand that I felt like was really made for me and meant for me, um, I'm constantly just giving back and trying to be a, you know, a good person and just being real, you know? So, and you know, people, Danny, they, they know it's me on my, my social media. So I could have easily hired a marketing agency to come do all my marketing on social media, you know? Um, but people have said to me so many times, we appreciate that it's you. We know it's Z, right? Like when you're posting about the kids, when you're posting an event that you've done with a corporate team building and you're using your words from your heart, it's like, they appreciate that my brand has not hired a company to come express what we do. It's Z, it's the owner. She's showing up, she's sharing, she's telling us like what, what's going on. So, and I think the second thing or the last thing is I do a little bit of both personal and professional. So let's say you found a company that sells bikes, but all you see is bikes. You're going to see the same thing all day, every day on that social media. It's not enough to really give it a vibe or to give Mm -hmm. it, or to give it even life. But if you're the owner of that brand and you're showing up and sharing your journey, like these are my children, this is where we went on vacation. This is what we're doing. And then boom, take it back to the brand and take it back to the, to the actual work of the business. Now you're kind of being that human connection. You're, you're building a human connection with your guests, with your uh, fans. And at the same time, they want to support you because they've built, they've connected with you on a personal level. So I think that's also one of my biggest secrets is sharing personal and professional in one place. I love that connection and that um, you don't, you know, one thing that we talked about in in another episode was kind of bringing heart into the corporate world. Um, And I love that you've embodied the idea of, you know, this, it's not just a company. It's not just a job. It's me. It's my personal journey. It's the passion that I have. And, and it's very clear as to, as to what you're trying to do. Yeah, I don't think mm-hmm. anyone can look at your company, your brand, yourself and say, I don't understand what she's trying to accomplish. And, and I think that says um, 
a lot, a lot about the success that you've seen and the success that, you know, you're going to see, I think, moving forward. Most definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, Z, thank you so much for taking the time out of your always very busy schedule to join us today and chat and share your insights and Mm -hmm. authenticity. We so greatly appreciate it. But before we end, if you could reach back in time and tell Z, the little gang leader on her street that's reselling (laughs) candy, starting out her, her professional journey, if you could tell that person one thing, what would it be? Buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it it. it's just those two words just buckle up and get ready because it's definitely a jerk it's oh it's a crazy ride you guys seriously well this is awesome emotionally mentally physically spiritually it's 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 a journey and it's amazing and you know like if i literally you guys like not trying to say anything weird but if i was to like i would die happy if i died like tomorrow like i would i would feel fulfilled in my life just knowing that every day I'm doing something that I love. And so just do what you love. And I think, I know you didn't ask me this question, but if I can advise anyone to, you know, like some kind of like advice, it's, it's just life is too short, you know, just be who you are, do what you love and, and just live life day by day. You know, you don't have to overthink anything. Love it. I love it. Yeah, I think that's a message that as stressful as our industry is and as stressful as it's been, especially in the last two years, I think everybody needs to have, you know, that message of, you know, take take a breath, take a moment, enjoy where you're at. And if that's if that's not something you enjoy, be strong enough and brave enough to, to change and define that thing. Exactly. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Served by SHFM your food service hospitality podcast. Please keep in mind that the views and opinions expressed on today's episode are not necessarily those of SHFM or any of its members.